everything that's been going on, you're probably so excited because like, you know, I, I know you because of how much you love like comics and robots and shit. So <laughs> are you, uh, are you excited for this next chapter of life? Uh, you know, honestly, man, I, I am, but I'm not, you know, I'm like also very, I'm kind of very fearful of it just based on like, science fiction in a way like I, I was literally i watched terminator one last night <laughs> just like i don't know i was like i haven't watched this in a while right and it's just so like i mean even really terminator 2 i would say is more like prescient but it's just so like relevant you know so real and and i don't know it's 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 scary but like it's also like inevitable you know i, I just don't think there's any like putting this thing back in the box you know what i mean it's out and that's so i don't know i'm excited in some ways like as far as like creation goes though it's definitely scary because like i've been so i sometimes like a a little side thing i do is like i have this like comic book character and i write little stories about this character you know i have like a whole i don't know like a bunch of villains a city he lives in and you know what I'm saying? I try to map, like, I almost tried to map out this guy's whole, like, run before I even wrote, like, one actual story. Totally. And so, like, the chat, uh, the open, you know, chat things came chat out. GPT. I'm like, all right, let me just, like, feed in some of the stories I've been writing, like, just into this, see what it spits out. And, you know, most of the stuff it kind of spits back is, like, nothing really, like, mind-blowing, you know? It might be, like, a little tweaks to the plot or this and that. But as I was doing it, I'm feeding it in, like it started spitting out information that I didn't tell it about the story, but that was like accurate to the story. No way. And then it kind of made me realize like I'm a fucking algorithm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> it, it was very strange where it was like, because one, one so in the story, like the city is called like New Delphi. So it's like Philly and New York mm-hmm. kind of matched together, like a Gotham City type of thing. Okay. And it has like, like, I even created, like, architecturally, you know, it's, like, it takes influence from, like, Greek architecture and, like, Art Deco and, like, Gothic architecture, kind of, like, my vision of, like, what this city looks like. And also, like, one of the things I didn't tell the AI is, like, this city has all these, like, underground catacombs and, like, it was kind of built on top of an older city and blah, blah, blah. But that was one of the things that spit back at me. Like, oh, the city has a vast network. of, And I'm, like, and I even asked them, like, how did you know this? blah 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 and it was just like oh well it's a trope you know like it's a trope in some and i'm like damn so like it kind of it kind of fucked me up where i'm like like i said like oh i'm essentially just an algorithm too like mm-hmm. i'm algorithm all these things that i've taken in and then it's just like you know you you kind of the art of creation is kind of like filtering them out back through your own mind but it just kind of really bugged me out it's like it made me think like huh like you know everyone always says like humanity has some sort of like inherent, you know, special thing that like AI can't capture. And I don't think that's true at all. I just think like we're just <laughs> algorithms, you know what I mean? And we are it but is the... scary, like even um from a creation standpoint, I think, you know, like if you've seen like a lot of these rap rap things where it's like Biggie rapping like Yeah, the Drake. Yeah, yeah Drake. Um with the weekend track 
Yeah. Right, right. And it's like, well, how, like, and that's something I, I thought about. I saw this, um, they had like a Photoshop for audio years ago. Someone did like a TED talk and it was just showing like, here's this person's voice. I'm going to type in what they say and it regurgitated it back. And that really made me think as soon as I saw that, like, oh, we're going to, there's going to be like Tupac albums written by somebody. You know, like, you could just be like, hey, to, you know, AI, what if Tupac was alive right now? What would he write about? And like, <laughs> You could just do it, you know, and it'll be like. Well, do you think Tupac is dead or? Well, okay, if Tupac isn't living on the Hawaiian <laughs> Islands, <laughs> no, I think Tupac's dead. Yeah. So yeah, I, th- I think that like going back to you know watching Terminator, watching all these movies, that makes it's like it's like all adding up right in your head, right. To me, I mean, every time when someone asks me what my favorite movie is, I tell them Blade Runner and it never changes. You know, I watch amazing movies that come out all the time, but it still sticks to Blade Runner because it's got like honestly every genre in it. But it feels like. It feels like it's, you know, coming. Yeah. To this age. And then. I mean, you know me of like starting a bunch of brands and stuff, but my music project is called Smog Cutter, and that's like my take on Blade Runner. So it's just like that's my superhero like comic book creation that I've been coming up with in my head. So I feel like everyone, even if you don't have a creative bone in your body, is also thinking the same thing of like, okay, what would I be doing like if this thing was actually coming to life like ai is like actually happening you know black mirror is actually like coming what's gonna yeah. what are we what are we gonna be thinking about all right what what would be my quote unquote like superhero power or like what do you think like you know because pe- athletes you know they'd be training you know what are they tr- like deep down yeah it's like for health and like but honestly if we had to go to war right want to kick some ass yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just think that i just think that right now we're all i mean especially like the news you know and the media it's like everything's like geared up like i can't hide from like watching the news anymore because i'm always online but like twitter is like a whole nother story now like because twitter is just like yeah, it's just, bananas. It's even more of a cesspool than it it was, you know. <laughs> right, I can't even get my news there anymore. So now I, this is a joke, but I go, I I somehow, I somehow turn back to Yahoo. I'm like literally <laughs> the only person I know that still uses Yahoo News, and it, I mean because it just generates news like from like New York Times or whatever or like Wall Street mm. Journal like I don't have to pay a paywall even though I do but it's it's just for some weird reason I grew up on like Yahoo News but like so I just I'm still skimming like the the news channels there and then you know it's like North Korea like ready to fucking go at their right Taiwan and China uh, like... yeah so I'm just like okay um we don't have bomb shelters i mean like so like (laughs) what's going on (laughs) yeah and that stuff too man that's really like i don't know it's weird because i was actually thinking about this the other night like you know there would be times in my life when it would be like oh you know i wish i lived in like the 70s that seemed like a really cool time you know like there's been you know i'm sure everyone's kind of like oh yeah it would be seem like it'd be cool to live in this time period you know like a past time period that you didn't exist in but honestly, with the way things are now, I'm almost like, 
it's like I'm very happy, or maybe happy is not the right word, but like I'm actually glad now, like that I get to live in this time period. This is not really not, I, and I don't want to say happy because it's not like a joyous, like oh, this is such a great time to be alive necessarily, but like right, it's just so like every, so many things are coming out or happening, and it's like such an eventful like era you know what i mean like even with like all this i don't know if you're following the ufo and uap like stuff i i honestly can't get more ufos in my head i mean i already like dipped into like documentaries on like conspiracy theories and stuff like i mean i love x-files so like (laughs) (laughs) if i can if i have to get like more ufos like i mean the closest thing to like following UFO is just knowing that Blink One Eighty Two is like back together. Yeah, yeah, but look, that stuff's been crazy because I mean, like, I don't know. Honestly, it's been kind of blowing my mind with like because I've been following that stuff. And on one hand, you have like the government, like certain government, uh, like certain senators. Like, there's the one senator who just they did like a hearing recently, mm-hmm. like a, last week. And one guy was basically like kind of telling the line, like, look, there's no evidence this is extraterrestrial uh, and kind of like downplaying it. But then you have other like people that are from coming from like within the Pentagon or like, you know, these Navy uh, like pilots and stuff. Like, I don't Have you seen like the Tic Tac video at all? No. Oh, you should check it out. So there's this thing. It's a Tic Tac video. It came out like probably a few years ago. But basically it was like, it's from a like a fighter jet is flying doing these exercises like American fighter jet I forget where they're at, but they capture this thing and it looks like a tic tac and it's just like tumbling over itself, but it's flying at like in a ridiculous amount of speed, and the pilot's like what the fuck is this like they're talking you know they're talking to the control tower they both no one knows what it is, and it like goes into the ocean if the thing's like flying and just like goes into the ocean. So, like, the video got released, and everybody's like, yo, this is crazy. But then the Pentagon came forward and, like, yo, this is actually, like, this is real. Like, this is one of our videos. Like, it, we really did capture this. We don't know what it is. And then, like, they've, they've been picking up this cycle in the news where, like, they keep putting shit out where it's like, yeah, this is a Pentagon video. We don't, Like, they keep saying, like, we don't know what it is. So there's kind of been an admission, at least by the government now, where they're like, yo, there is things in the sky. We don't know what they are. And then depending on, you know, I've seen interviews with like guys like, and like I said, it's like military people. It's not like some farmer in Nebraska, but like there was one guy who was like, yeah, we have like crafts that are, they, they said not from this world, like not from earth, but it doesn't, but they could be like, does that mean they're from like outer space or are they from like uh, another, like, are they from the future? Like, are they from another dimension or are they just like, See, this is my, I guess in a roundabout way, what I'm getting to is like, it's it's strange to me because we've spent so much time, like, if we take this, say, Roswell happened, I don't know, whatever. But this government, our government spent so much time being like, no, this is, you know, it's a weather balloon. It's all fake. It's all fake. And now the government seems to be like, no, it's real. Like, slowly, but like, yeah, it's real. It's real. And my whole thing is like, why? Like, why are you telling us this now? You know? And I'm like... I almost personally like some when I see these like the Tic Tac video, like I'll send it to you and stuff. But I almost think my theory is that like it's probably our stuff. Like I think it's our technology, and we're kind of leaking it out there to, for like plausible deniability, if that makes sense. 
So it's like when we fly this crazy ass drone over China and they're like, yo, we saw this crazy fucking thing. We can be like, yo, you saw them too? Like, yeah, we've been seeing them. Like, yeah, we see the news article we put out about it. So like, that's kind of my theory. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's. So you're like, but yeah, maybe it's alien. Maybe it's this, but maybe I think like, I guess I question like why now, you know, with, with the way, like the, the release of all this stuff and just like, it just seems like it would m- make most sense to be like a psyop or something, you know? A like, psyop. Yeah, I, I think, don't know. I think that the decades needs to cover this. I think we need you on the ground level. I think you're right. At, at Washington. <laughs> I think you're right. Actually, I do need to get some answers. I'm going to hit up <laughs> Harry Reid, Senator Harry Reid. I got to get him on the line. Because he's like pro-UFO. Or no, he's like, I will not pro-UFO. He's like, he's been pushing like, them to release shit like this one particular senator has been really active in like getting them to release stuff but even then even but like you know that's what i'm saying like about time to a time to be alive it's like if we would have been alive you know 50 years sooner and died you know what i mean like we not living in this time period like people have always wondered like oh what are these things that people are seeing or at least since you know the 40s you know what i mean in america and now I get to live in a time period where it's like, maybe I'll find out, you know? So it's pretty, it's kind of amazing and scary at this time. But then but also just what you were saying with North Korea and all <laughs> these like global conflicts, like. We're about to go in a hole. Yeah, man. I don't know. The it's truth not is out good. there. <laughs> Rashad and this is Wear Many Hats presented by Jasarm. You can check out all the episodes of the Wear Many Hats podcast on all platforms and at wearmanyhats.com. WMH and Jasar is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you. Matt Faust is the designer and owner of the Decades Hat Co. Speaking of the decades, me and Matt have known each other for a decade. The Decades was so influential to me when I lived in Philly and it also fueled the fire to start my own brand, Jasarm. Five panel hats were so huge back then because of the hipster era, but it was one of the best times they've ever had. Five panel hats were so cool. Having your clothes on micro slubs to mega slubs were our stint of a touch of influencer culture. Collabs with Ebbetsfield and Starter were iconic. Going to streetwear trade shows such as Agenda were a big deal to mostly party and cause a scene. Riding fixed gear bikes and doing drugs to the early morning and going straight to brunch was always a forgetful memory, but we didn't care. It's been a decade, but many more de- decades to come. Please welcome Matt Faust to wear many hats. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Dude, of course, of course. To start off, do you do you like flying? Do I like flying? Yeah. I don't I don't mind it, but I don't love it, you know. Just because one thing I really hate my ears just 
fucking pop. And like, mm. if, if I chew gum or not, like, it doesn't matter. I That's love flying. Honestly, if, I, if my ears didn't pop, I probably like, yeah, I'm cool. <laughs> I'm fine with it, you know? See, I love flying, but I started getting like flight anxiety. I don't know why. I think it's because I watch too much like, like flying movies and like, yeah, like disasters flying movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, but what I thought was really cool is like, you know, you talk about time and different time periods. I think I've been traveling a lot as of late. And I think what's pretty funny is like the time zone type of situations where it's like, oh, yeah, I got to I'm going back to the States. I'm like going back in time a little yeah. bit. So I'm just like or if I'm going to another city, I'm like going into the future for some odd reason. Right. Like so. I don't know. It, with, with that mentality, I mean, usually people don't think like that at all. They're just like, I'm just trying to get to where I have to go and go on vacation. I'm more of like, what is, what would I be doing now? Or like, what's happening? What would I be doing back at home if I wasn't be, like doing this? Or like, I don't know. I always think of like things like that. Um. Now I've just been like, I, I usually when I was like younger and flying, I don't usually think like that at all. But when I'm on a flight, I'm just like, shit, how how are these pilots flying this plane? <laughs> <laughs> like physically or like, or just like. Yeah, like just like sometimes it's like physically just like how like and everyone's yeah, just like not... so calm and and just like I, maybe it's because like we we are fed so much shit as of late. It's just like everyone's just so chill, or everyone's just all like on a weed gummy, and like I'm just like on this plane, just really overthinking. Because yeah, I, like I've been trying to flying. like, yeah, I've been trying to watch all these like Fast and Furious movies all over again on the flight, but I can't seem to concentrate because a, I, the recent ones are bad, and b, <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, it's it's just like yeah, because anything can happen, you know. Yeah, like turbulence is definitely fucking scary as shit. Like, there's been a flight or two I've been on where it hit really bad turbulence, and I'm just like, all right, I might die. Yeah, this is it. Like, I'm gonna be in a fucking. We're making an emergency water landing. I'm gonna drown. (laughs) (laughs) Or we hold on to like the fucking cushion, and the sharks can like bite my legs off or something, you know? But yeah, it is. I mean, even like. Even something as simple, well, I guess I shouldn't say simple. I mean, you're fly, fucking flying through the air, but like, even though it's like obviously it's real, I've been on a plane and like I vaguely understand how it works. Like, how the fuck does that work? You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a big ass metal, ton, weighs a bunch of tons. Like, there's people in, I, I just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy. Like, you know, we've all seen like the Wright brothers, little early footage and like that kind of makes sense you're on like this little, this little rickety thing like it probably doesn't weigh that much you know right but it's like a god an airplane like it's just like this giant fucking thing i don't know man it's just i'm still amazed by like some of the things that we've managed to accomplish as like humans you know what such as um, what else huh what else what else besides flight i mean go like you don't have a tesla tesla's pretty yeah i mean but I feel like with Tesla, it's kind of like I think the Hummer you know, like was definitely place. a big mistake. What's that? I think the Hummer was like the biggest. Oh mistake. God! Yeah, why did anyone ever buy that? <laughs> like a military vehicle to just drive around Philadelphia in. Like I remember this kid Jay I knew had one. <laughs> he bought one. I felt like right at the end of like 
like when people are like this is just not eco-conscious at all <laughs> like he bought it like right at that cusp when people were, were like finally waking up and like i don't need a fucking tank to drive around and that i can't park anywhere <laughs> and i remember like he pulled up one time and i got in you know i drove around in it a few times and it, it's really fucking trippy like it's like you gotta like you know you step up like super high to get in the thing yeah and you do feel like you kind of like are invincible in that in that car you know like you feel like you could just like plow whatever like a little traffic jam just fucking plow through everybody right like you could just monster truck shit you know and i like, mean that's what philly is right because i i feel like every time i'm in philly like anything's like about to go down like you know 12 o'clock boy is just gonna be pulling up any second right. um you know i i i feel like i've seen tanks just like go go down the street one yeah we've got like well, if, anyone, Cowboys. I mean, if any city you know if any city could use tanks like it's philadelphia you know what i mean like <laughs> you might need a tank if you live here or at least something <laughs> some kind of protection i've seen i've seen the wildest shit in philadelphia to be honest with you that i've never seen like living in new york like philadelphia just holds a special place in my heart only because of the fact that you can literally almost do anything but now it's like turning into new york where like everyone's building high rises and like every corner is like very tight yeah especially like in fishtown and it's just like getting more claustrophobic as absolutely time yeah. goes by but i don't know I, there's still it's it's weird because i mean if i were to go back and i were to buy a house it's just like where to buy a house like fairmount strawberry mansion right yeah, it's kind of tough. Like, I live in, like, Harrogate now, which to me is, like, a fake neighborhood. Like, I don't know if it's always been called this, but it sounds like they just made it up recently. <laughs> well, that's really but, in a nutshell, because they always make up neighborhoods. Right, yeah. Like, I, everyone who lives around here just calls it Kensington. Like, I live near, like, Kensington and Tioga. So, mm -hmm. to me, it's like, I just call it Kensington. You know what I mean? It has all the right. home, like, k and like, the next L-stop down, and it, it's basically like that's if that's ground zero, this is just, you know, like the next uh, radius or like ring from ground zero over, you know, right. of like the opioid ep epidemic that's here. And the opioid. But yeah, like it's, it's weird. Like, you know, it's like this neighborhood is, I mean, it's just a lot of addicts, you know, it's a lot of crime. There's a lot of like violence. But you know what I mean? Sounds like, like they need a superhero and you're yeah. the the guy, right? Yeah, but I don't know. But you don't That's care. Probably, <laughs> I probably lean more towards like villainy, I think. I think so too. Every time all right, so like I mean, don't get this the wrong way, but like every time <laughs> I see you, I feel like, oh yeah, what the fuck is Pugs up to? Like <laughs> you know, like what is Pugs going what is Pugs doing today? But every time I see you, I'm excited to see you because it's like we haven't seen each other in forever. And it's always yeah. a treat. But it's just mm -hmm. like, all right, like, you know, it's not like what's he selling, but more of like, what's he up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've, you know, because you're always creating plot. Right. Because you're always creating something new, too. Like with the decades, there's always like evolution. You know, yeah, it's it's called the decades hat co, and it'll always be like that in my mind. But even though like it's got many multiple names, right? The decades nineteen xx, decades hat co, but for some odd reason, it's it's still going strong. It's still like it's built this community that just 
keeps on going and you know it it it's weird because like man to say this is just really annoying but like when i say streetwear is dead it's like people are still evolving and making new stuff like you've been creating um you're doing your illustrations on clothes and you've been doing that forever and big fashion houses now do it right? right so it's like it's not you're you're not far from the tree like it's still the same same thing we all started off when social media also started right so it's like there isn't i mean we're just still doing this and we can do it whenever we want which is pretty cool we mm-hmm. don't have a set schedule yeah so but it is weird like it is like you said with like the kind of with the advent of social media like i can look back at you know some of the earliest like instagram posts and it'll just be like a, the cat hat or something with like some stupid ass filter over it you oh know God, like the cat hat that was like, yeah the most iconic piece of all time yeah it was so crazy what a weird it was such a weird thing with that because like you know cats were such like i mean everyone i mean i love cats like i i actually mm-hmm. like one of the things i do just on my like when i'm not working and stuff is like i'll feed the strays in my neighborhood or like i've taken in like pregnant cats they've had their kittens in my house you know, I like let them get old enough and then I adopt them out. So like I actually kind of do that pretty regularly. Like I like kind of take care of the strays in my neighborhood. I have like fucking four cats in my house right now that are like my cats, you know. But um but yeah, with the cat hat, it was such like an internet y kind of meme time for cats, but like right. I can has cheeseburger or whatever <laughs> that it just really like it was one of those things where it was kind of like a joke almost like, oh, a cat hat. But like people were like, fuck yeah, cat hat, you know, like people right. really that was still like to this day, one of our best selling hats. Like I would say that along with like the Apollo hat, you know, or the two. Right. The Apollo hat. Like, yeah. The, the Apollo hat and the cat hat. And then like you guys, you know, got artistic with it by just you were dying hats you guys were yeah you guys did it all to be honest with you but the funny part is like speaking of memes and being funny like that you're right it was like beginning of like i mean meme culture has always existed but that was like Mm. meme culture on fashion and like that that blew up it's so funny because like my dad he sends me he he's always like online and he's he has an ebay store and he's always like finding my previous designs on ebay like someone's selling it for like a million dollars or even on (laughs) grailed and i'm just like this is hilarious and like my name would be on it and i'm just like wow this is kind of the trippy but at the same time it's like we've been there for so long we've done this for like so long and i don't know five panels just evolved and then people started getting more serious, right? It was like a whole thing. And then the dad hat is like the right. five panel hat. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. the dad hat kind of like dethroned. It was, that was a almost like, um, I guess a clear kind of marker almost of like, like it kind of dethroned the five panel in a way. But also it was just like, you know, you had the five panel, which is one of the, like, honestly, one of the best silhouettes for hats, just in the sense of like, having all those panels and like this they're like roomy panels you know they're not like a six panel where it's like you just have this little little space like you have a lot of space on all the panels of a five panel hat so it's like that's the best 
hat for like a mat like maximalism uh, maximalism you know right and then it's like the dad hat was just like the opposite it's like a simple little thing right there and that's 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 it that's your dad hat yeah and they so, got rid of the, like the snapback it was just like yeah just a little pull clip. cloth the strap and but everybody hated the five panel like, like everybody hated the five panel clip because it always yeah, i loved it yeah well yeah it did break <laughs> a lot they did break a lot but i personally like i love that closure for some reason because they're just so like techie still you know like totally it was techie, like like snapback hats. Um, yeah, we all moved on from like the fitted. We all went to lids. We all have our like favorite lids hats. Oh, yeah. And then we just thought we get more, I don't know, more fashion with it, and just like fucked around with like a bunch of different tech tech pieces. But then, then the five panel just went AWOL and everyone was just making like 12 panels and like 10 panels. Yeah. Like, like looking like a pizza, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The five panel, it was weird because like, I mean, it's just weird because the, essentially the five panels, just a garment, you know, like the way like jeans are a garment, cargo pants are a garment, like whatever. It's just, but it's so weird that like the way that that had like a trendy or like a trend, like, like cycle you know where it was like i don't know like it got to the point where like you know you would just see like five panel hats everywhere and there'd just be all these random like little brands popping up making five panels and like i guess uh, for, to some degree a lot of it started kind of looking the same you know what i mean like mm -hmm. like i even saw a lot of like the polo inspired stuff we were doing like other brands kind of doing that you know what i mean once we were kind of already off it like all right we played around in that sandbox enough like but i would see that and see that and then it kind of like you know kind of eventually like I, I think the dad had kind of bumped it out of the way now i feel like the five panel is like gaining relevance again you know oh, of course with everything yeah. recycling with the trends and whatnot like we're trying right. where people are trying to go back to that era but it's it's you can go back to that era i mean if you're gen z and want to like explore those trends that's completely fine but before i forget everything that you're discussing is so relevant to this day only because the fact that you're saying that like it, it's not even a bite it's more of like uh yeah the, the when you guys made the polo hats and like everyone started like um making their own and you were just like fine with it like didn't matter what's so interesting is that we did all this before like the startup days, you know, before like the techie days. So um, today in the world that we live in, startup culture and tech culture, uh, everyone, you know, have starting their own brand. There's this olive oil company and they, I just read up on this like olive oil company because everybody in, in New York uses it for some odd reason, but you have to have money, honestly, because it's pretty expensive. It's called Grazza. And they have this like specific bottle. The olive oil is good. I've tried it. It's really good. They're coming out where like this other woman-owned brand came out with like a pizza olive oil. It's in like a similar bottle. Everyone on the Grazza team, like the founder, was just talking about like how they bid it, yada yada. Like, look, dude, like it's just a bottle, right? Right. right. And. Are you do you think you're like this is like the first time this has like ever happened? Cause like 
Are you kidding me? Do you have you not? Yeah. People bite yeah, like shit I've... all the time. Right, right. But it's not even biting. It's a. It's just a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to be like you bit my olive oil. Like this is isn't this like an ancient invention? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> right. Like you can't. But like, and I, you know, I mean that's the thing. Maybe like, oh well, your branding is matching ours too close, so people might get confused. But it's like at the end of the day, it's fucking olive oil. You know what I'm saying? Like, and like you at said, the end of the day, it's the, hats. Like right, exactly. And the end of the day, it's hats. Like, and that's the thing. I mean, I there's been the times where like maybe I felt uh, only a few times where I'm like, okay, I got to call this motherfucker out, right? On fighting shit, but like that would be like there was a time where someone was making a hat hats and their shit was it wasn't good, but like just objectively, like I, the designs were really like kind of amateur-y, but they were using like 19xx, and I had to be like, yo, like these are this isn't us, you know what I mean? Like fuck this guy, whatever. And um, there was also this brand in DC, which was weird, which was using 19XX. And then we vended, this was years ago, at like a, I think it was like Foxtail Fest or something up there. Some some festival, or no. no Don't no, worry, no. I, was, um, I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with all the bites. Of yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. It was actually a different. I also festival. love that you said Foxtail Festival because. I think it was Trelectro. Trelectro. Foxtail and Trelectro were like yeah. iconic festivals. Iconic festivals. Like if you didn't go to them, I mean, obviously Gen Z was just mad young, but like Trelectro and like Foxtail. Foxtail brought out like Travis Scott. This was like one of yeah, the like, songs, like little Uzi Vert. This yeah. is when Dasar had hats with with friend with our friend Jig. Jigga and like he we made a hat and he was good friends with Uzi and mm. that we had a picture with that and like Uzi that still is like getting likes to this day and like there's pictures of me and Virgil hanging out and shit and that was like the golden days Foxtail Fest was like iconic I don't know how it's like not not still like, here kind yeah of, you know or still happening because yeah like because that was like like you said like Travis like there were so many of these like mega stars you know that were like just coming up at the time or like just you know on their on their way up that were getting booked at like foxtown and trelec show and stuff like that like it was very and also it was just you know like i mean i guess it turns around but it just was seem very grassroots it just seemed like a bunch of kids like all right boom we got some money together like we want to do this thing and like that's what it was, you know. They just made it happen. You've had so uh, many hats and and pieces and clothing on like so many iconic figures. I mean, what like Danny Brown? Yeah, Danny Brown, Little Uzi uh, Vern, fucking just everyone. Yeah, yeah, like Joey Badass. That was kind of a funny. Oh, that way. was so good. Yeah, meeting him, like, because I just. You know, like when he first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of refreshing." Like this younger dude rapping, kind of more of like a traditional hip hop style. When that wasn't really like what was going on at the time, you know. And literally with him, I was just like, "Yeah, I fuck with this kid. I'm like a fan of his." And then he was doing a show at the Blockly with <laughs> the Blockly. Oh my yeah. god! I don't was, remember who else was, was there. Maybe Action Bronson or something. But I just remember being like. I'm going to get my hat to this kid. Like I was going to throw it on stage at him, just throw it. But I'm like, but I, someone with me was like, yeah, that's like, 
it's like not a really good strategy. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go backstage. And like, uh, someone I was with got me backstage, and I was able to just be like, yo, man, like I'm a fan, blah blah blah. Like, here's this hat, and literally gave him the hat. He's like, oh, I love this hat. And then after that, it was like, all right, let me get your info, and got his manager's info, Johnny Shipes, and then we would just send him stuff, and then he would, you know, wear it in his videos, and yeah, it was cool, you know, just to, especially for me, just being like, oh, I'm a fan of this guy's music, and that was always one thing for me is like, I don't know, like there's people that might be huge artists, but I'm not really necessarily going to be like, oh, I need to give that guy my clothes unless right. I'm like, oh, I fuck with him, you know what I mean, like. And then, I mean, maybe now, like, whatever. <laughs> Nowadays, I, I might give my hat to, like, you know, if you're, I don't know. You know what I mean? If you're someone maybe right. I don't love, but it's like. I know. It's strategy, hard. Okay. You know, makes sense. But, but Matt, I still kind of keep that eye more towards where I'm like, where am I sending sponsorship stuff to? Like, right. Oh, I like music, it's, right? it's weird because, like, Matt Ox is, like still like number one guy like all the new stuff that you guys keep putting out like the puffer and like yeah. the beanies like you're so in touch with the youth it's kind of like it's kind of amazing like i i don't know what goes on in that brain but it's like you have like this like awesome like i don't know because i'm really black and white with a lot of things and i to my particular taste but with you guys like yeah like mad ox like looking futuristic and all the pieces yeah. is, like putting out i'm just like dude this is like vaporwave like this is so sick it's so cool that it's like still it's still going strong where i don't know back then i, I mean i i don't know if i've mentioned this on the show before but i had a friend who was good friends with tiara whack and this is when tiara whack was like starting coming up and she did shows with flying lotus and he told me like yo like do you want to send any stuff to tr whack yet and i was like nah i'm good and that was like the dumbest thing i've ever <laughs> like did my entire career of having a brand a brand it was and like i just remember going to the studio before that like and seeing like tr whack just like in the studio and i was just like like i was like whatever I'm I'm right. just like that. I'm just like always like whatever. But little did I know. Yeah, <laughs> and that happens to me a lot, to be honest with you. Really, where it's uh, like, oh, you want to send something? You're like, um, uh, like me, yeah, I'm all right for now. <laughs> I, I have another. I I remember I worked I worked at this coffee shop and like I was good friends with the um. I was good friends with this guy Denzel and his he has like a producing he has a producing team it's called take a day trip denzel and david from take a day trip like i was really like close with them at the shop and they had a studio like next door and they're like yo do you want to come by the studio like mobamba's like pulling up we're gonna do this like song and i was like it was like late and i was like nah not really but that was when they did that famous song yeah and i and i would have been in the studio while that happened yeah, like, but i passed it. on it <laughs> and, then, and that was like the year where you just hear it every fucking game and i was like wow i could have been in that studio if i right. would have just fucking said yes yeah no i've definitely been there too where it's just like yeah i'm tired like or uh, <laughs> i wasn't like a lot of times for me it's like if you don't tell me like a few days in advance and you just hit me up like, yo, come here now. I'm like, man, I ain't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm 
not in the right mind state to just get up and go. Right. You know, so you, but you kind of, but like you said, like sometimes you kind of kick yourself for not doing that. I mean, that happens in Philly all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the weird thing about Philly, like even with this, like with Matt Ox, like, so like kind of the way, like with him wearing the jacket and stuff, like, and this is also, I guess, the importance of like going out in a way or networking, if you want to call it that, whatever. But, you know, it was weird. It wasn't like, I wouldn't even really, I don't know, networking is such a, yeah, like, a weird term, you know, because it's, it's not really term. like that wasn't my goal. Right. So, like, it's I'm so go outdated. It's so yeah. outdated, yeah. But, like, basically, like, with Matt Ox, it's just, like, my friend, you know, Troy. Um, So, Troy just, like, he's been living in New York for a while. He's in Philly, like, yo, what are you up to? This was, like, kind of, like, I wouldn't say mid-pandemic, but, like, towards the end of the pandemic where people were, like, hanging out with, like, small groups of people but not going out, you know? And he just, like, you know, Troy came over with a couple homies, and then, like, I think Filthy ended up coming over, and Quaddy Diesel, and Matt Ox. Like, so that's kind of, like, my, like, my ex was just, like, in my house, chilling, you know, one night. And then that's kind of how I met him. Like, oh, shit, yeah, you're Matt Ox, blah, 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 you know? And actually, it was funny, because I remember I was, like, all fucked up. And I was, like, kind of giving Matt Ox advice that he, like, unsolicited advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't really bad advice. I was just like, man, like, you know, in this world of music, like everybody is just copying each other. And I was just like, just, you know, find your unique voice, like be you, you know what I'm saying? Like right. kind of generic advice, but like, I don't think he really like took it as like, oh, whatever, bro. Like he kind of right. like, at least acted like he was open to receiving it. You know what I mean? But I was just right. trying to tell him like, you know, you're, you got a special sort of like, like he's because it's weird because he like you, you kind of watch that dude like grow up from that fidget spinner video till now you know what i mean like <laughs> he's kind of grew up in front of everybody or like his music is involved in front of everybody and um but yeah like it's just like if you know what i mean it was just like i met him not even through like oh let me reach out to his manager or it was just like he was at my crib one day right and then he came to the pop-up when i had the pop-up um, before it was like Quaddy Diesel was doing a pop up, like in, within the pop up, and Maddox came, and I'm just like, yo, I got a size like small left, like here, take this jacket, yeah. and you know that was that. So that's kind of how I got it to him. But and but Troy, weird, too, and Troy he, is like big because he was doing all the Telfar videos here. Yeah, yeah, he's doing all the, like the voiceover voice work for them and shit, which is so funny because you hear it and you're like, damn, yeah, voice like Troy has a, it's like. <laughs> Such a good voice for that type of work. It, where it's like I you never like, noticed just talking to the dude, but then you hear it on like a you commercial. Know, yeah, and you're like, oh wow, well, all right. Yeah, yeah you're like, like, all right, I'll I guess I'll rock a telephone bag. Yeah, I'm sold. And Matt <laughs> Ox is is I I hope he continues work like working on music because for me, I've never met Matt, but he did videos with Kendra. Remember Kendra, like Public Cin yeah. guess the show Public mm -hmm. Cinema Club. And Matt just always reminded me of like Blade for some odd reason. Like Blade. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I like all of those, like all those kids during that time. Blade's huge. Um like like Blady, like huge right now and yeah the whole drain gang situation i i just always thought that matt would just pivot to to that era of like young lean and like sad boys type beat right right 
Yeah, he's kind of got his own. Like that's the thing too. He does definitely have his own little like. Like I feel like even when I listen, like he has got a new song out called um, I think it's called like Screws Screw Loose or something like that. But like listening to that, I don't know if it's like an influence, but like I just hear a little bit of like PD crack in no that way. song. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't like I don't even know if it's a conscious thing on his part or what, right. you know what I mean? But I'm like, it's just interesting to hear it. I'm like, oh, should I hear a little bit of PD in your flow? Yeah. Which is cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like I feel like he you know what I mean? Like he he has managed to have like a distinct kind of sound within I think a genre at large where a lot of people can sound alike basically right. you know and that's right. kind of like and i'm not in any way saying what whatever i was saying to him when i was drunk had any effect obviously most likely zero but like <laughs> essentially but essentially like you know doing like finding your own voice in a way to not be just like every other dude out you know no. what i mean it's such an important thing like right especially as a musician like because it's just i guess there's a there's the parallel between fashion and and really music now it's just like the floodgates are open for like if you want to make something and you want like for you want to be a brand you want to be a musician like it's really never been easier in a way you know like i remember because i used to rap a little bit when i was way you know a long time ago and then it would be like i'd have to go to my friend's house when his parents weren't there so he could turn the shit up loud and smoke weed in the crib or whatever <laughs> and like you know, you would only go to the one friend's house because he had to have like an NPC and a mm -hmm. recording set up and a mic with pantyhose over it in his bedroom. <laughs> where now it's like, you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to have your one homie have an NPC. You can just go on Ableton and make a beat. Or with clothing, it's like people are giving it away on Instagram. Like, there's literally one account that I follow that's just like, oh, did you ever wonder where North Face makes their jackets? Like, it's right here. Yeah. And they'll tell you like the manufacturer. Yeah. It's this one guy, Justin something, but like every one of his posts are like, oh, did you ever wonder where Polo gets their shit made? Like, it's this manufacturer. So he's That's just giving insane. out. Like, it's insane. Yeah. Because we were, we were literally the way that we had to find out manufacturers is like by word of mouth. I, I remember, I remember like, this is, this is so funny. Like, I remember when, you guys made hats the same manufacturer that we made hats but i like found it through you guys because like you guys like kept um either like a label in there that was from them and then like uh -huh. i mean later on you guys like told me and it was like completely it was chill we don't use this label today like because they fucked them but like other than that it was just like it was always like gatekeeping you know back in the day yeah. and it was it was a thing where like you had to kind of like earn your stripes, honestly, to like get to that stage or like work in the industry. Like I remember like how I found all my manufacturers was I had to go to like trade shows. Yeah. And yeah. No, it was, that was the only way. Right. It was, it was really hard. Cause like, and the gatekeeping thing then, like for even just for us, like I remember, you know, we found like our, we had this one early Quinton was like our early oh, hat God. manufacturer. Yeah, of course. And they, working with them, honestly, was was kind of a nightmare. Um, I don't even know if they're still around. Like, I don't know what their deal is. But, like, with them, like, someone that, like, Brooks had known, uh, maybe it was, um, man, why can't I, I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, which is really bad. He used to own Pedestrian, Andy. So, I think oh, Andy. Yo, shout out to Andy. But Andy yeah, was, like. Andy. Pedestrian, I mean, like, what a fucking amazing store. that Like, that was, 
not to switch subjects too much, but like made the order official, you know, um, Ubic when it was like still kind of like a core type of store and not, you know, like I, I'm not, I'm not, no, no, like hates a Ubic, but there was a time when like, you know, when Uncle Ron was working there. Right. And they were like, I felt like they were like a hub. Like it was felt like a, it was, they were very, very connected with like youth culture in a way that like now I feel like, you know, they're just kind of more of a store. But like there were so many of those dope, like pedestrian, all those dope stores, like that one, like in like, you know, 06 to 08 within, of course, can't forget within. But like, yeah, well, that was just such a crazy time of like brick and mortar in Philly. But yeah, with the, with the manufacturing thing, like we got that. I think Andy kind of messed with them for something and like he gave that to us and we got hats made through them. And then, you know, they were kind of like, we're doing our own thing. We're not really taking outside labels. So then it was like, we had to figure it out. You know, we used Alibaba for a drop. And like, this was like, <laughs> what a terrible idea that was. Cause like, don't worry. A lot of brands though. Hats. We, a, we a ordered like of hundreds of hats. Like some of them didn't fit. Dude, some of them it's... literally had just like a hole, like in the fucking side of it for no reason. Like, yeah. and a lot of brands you know, right now are using up... Alibaba and like known brands today. And Alibaba, like, like, they put their brands like on the the site. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Now Alibaba is like it's a little more like I I I'll use them for certain things here and there, but it's it's definitely more like reputable in a way now. Right. Like if I got like a five panel, which I wouldn't, but to say hypothetically, like I wouldn't be so like worried about it. No, but back then, like we literally got like it was actually kind of disastrous. Like we got like. Because this was after, like, Cat Hat, Apollo. So, like, people are really, you know, like, fucking with our stuff and waiting for the next drop. And we lost the manufacturer, so we went through Alibaba. And they just gave us, like, garbage. It was really, a lot of it was really bad quality. Like I said, just, like, shit we couldn't sell. And some stores then were, like, you know, the quality is just, like, they kind of dropped us. Like, a couple stores in the UK. And it really sucked because it was, like, you know, we didn't want to deliver this, but, like... You know what I'm saying? Like, either the hats didn't match the sample correctly, and it was just kind of like, we kind of got fucked over by going that route, you know? And then we had to find, I forget, there was another one we found through a trade show that was really good. But um, there was one we used for a while, and it was just like, it was such a struggle to even, like, get this guy's email, get him to respond to us, get him to make hats, that, like, when someone would be like, where do you get hats made? It, it would just be hard for me to be like, oh, here. Right. It's like, man, you know how hard it was to fucking for us to get this contact. And like, so then to just give it away to somebody at that time just didn't feel right. You know, like, I'm um, just, you know, unless it was like some we, we were cool with or whatever, but there would just be so many random people like, oh, where do you get your hats made? I know. Like, I know. I everyone. I mean, like, I did the same exact thing. Every everyone, everyone would come up to me and ask me, like, where did I get my hats made and stuff like that? It's so funny like that time period because like today people are like some things need to be kept like some things just need to be gatekeeps um but or gatekept but like i don't know it's back then it was hard because you know we just wanted to be the only brand right right <laughs> and now it's like everyone has a brand yeah everyone's a creative director like everyone's everyone's just doing this everyone's doing that and like that's fine that's cool i had this little not 
issue, but I think about it a lot where when I go to like my friend's like local shops and whatnot and trying out all these like new brands, they're they're so expensive, right? Um, And like, I understand like the quality and like where it's made and it's it's really cool that it's like one-off pieces. The only issue that I have is that these small brands that are like made by my friends, like, or like people that I cross paths with is that I can instantly tell and like through conversation that like they don't want it to be forever you know so it's like yeah and and the thing is like I want to buy this piece but like it's the lot like I'm not it's not that I care about legacy or like longevity but it's like it's gonna be a brand that like no one's gonna hear like like be heard of like I'm gonna have this piece but if I'm if I'm going to have it for like the rest of my life or whatever, like people are like not going to know because like, it feels like you're going to like fall off and just like not care anymore. But I just spent like a thousand dollars on this piece, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. Whereas like, I would, I've rather bought like a Margiela piece or like, like something that like holds its value for like the rest mm. of its life. Um, It's just, that's, that's what my thoughts go to when I like, I'm consciously buying clothing, you know? Right. Like, that's why, like, everyone buys, like, I mean, I don't know when the vintage wheels are going to fall off. Probably n- never. But that's why people buy vintage, right? Because it's, like, it's got history. And so, yeah. um, like, I I think about 10 Deep often. And 10 Deep, you know, RIP. Homeboy is just, like, still on Twitter, just, like, spitting his facts about, like, the streetwear industry to this day. But... He he did mention that when he sees people out and like they're wearing like a streetwear brand and he asks like oh like what's the story with this brand or or what's the story with what you're wearing or like why do you like this shirt he's like they always just end up saying oh I like this shirt because I I like this shirt but they don't know any of the history behind it right and that kind right. of irks him because it feel to him it feels that like the streetwear industry didn't evolve you know it didn't learn anything yeah you know i yeah, mean I like that's kind of it, yeah, yeah it's me. yeah it's, it's wild because like i i don't know like i'm when i when i go to all these like different cities and i see like these big billboards like like an off-white billboard right how long will it take down the line will people wear off-white and be like synonymous with with like virgil abloh or do you think that they'll forget? Yeah, I don't know. I think I feel like with Off White or something, I feel like Virgil's just like so connected with that brand that I don't know if like he'll ever become like kind of you know, even if they keep moving forward without him. Like I don't think the I like for me, I don't think that brand can really survive super long term without Virgil. Like I feel like you know what I mean? They're just so synonymous that I feel like anything made by Off White post Virgil is kind of like is it so like it's like Bape without Nego? You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah, Bape's still there, but everyone knows Bape and Nego. You know what I mean? Like right. forever. And I think Virgil and Off White kind of will share that too. Like I don't think people will forget, but it is kind of interesting where you know that is like like when you're talking about value and stuff. Like Off White will hold value because like it was you know associated with this brilliant guy and. 
yeah like with with a lot of brands now like i feel the same way it's not like necessarily like no one's i don't know not even that everyone strives to just say i'm going to build a legacy or a long-term thing but even like with design and with a lot of different things it's just a lot of things feel so interchangeable you know and oh, it's man. like i know certain graphic designers were like they design for like five different big underground streetwear brands if that makes sense but it's just like you know what i mean if you're doing designs for this guy this guy like for these five brands it's like you're more of the brand than they're you know what i mean like oh, totally. you're the designer like you're making the design so it's like there's five different brands but you're just supplying all their designs so it's right. like who's the brand like it's weird you know what i mean like and when it's funny you mentioned 10 deep because to me like that does have such a story you know what i mean like oh definitely the mixtapes yeah. yeah and like like i remember buying a 10 deep shirt from inferno on south street like before it became a body piercing place like now it's like you know it was infinite body pierce but before that it was like a really cool store where they would sell like graffiti like you know caps and fat caps and stuff and like they had a little vinyl selection and they would just stock like streetwear you know like they would stock like fucked and 10 deep and like early super early echo shit you know this is like the late 90s probably like 96 or something and i just remember seeing 10 deep then and being like oh this is like you know it was I wasn't, you didn't see it in Philly really because it was mostly, you know, it was just like a New York thing. But even seeing it then and being like, oh, wow, like they got some cool shit. I remember buying, I can't remember what the shirt was. I vaguely remember it being like a samurai or something on it. Um, Or maybe it was like a Bruce Lee shirt. I forget. But I remember buying some early 10 Deep shit and then kind of just like, you know, that store closed, shit changed. I was wearing other stuff. And then maybe going into like the late <laughs> later two thousands and getting yeah. back into like we're not back in the streetwear, but there was another like there was like kind of the end of the baggy era, you know, when it was turning right. more into like fitted wearing fitted clothes that so people could see your sneakers. Like that was I feel like one of the big motivations of like wearing smaller pants a lot of times for like the sneakerhead culture was like if I'm wearing these big ass shoes, you can't like pants, you can't really see my fucking sneakers, you know? No, uh, but like during that era, like I remember, you know, then like it was like, oh, 10 deep. Like that's when I was like, oh, shit, I remember this brand. You know what I mean? But kind of like almost rediscovering them. And but they were like, you know, one of the leaders at that time. Right. Like of the mid 2000s, kind of like streetwear resurgence, if you want to, you know. Um, But yeah, that brand just had such a like a long history and legacy. And I'm almost like. You know, it's one of those brands where I'm kind of sad that they don't really, you know, still make shit. Um, I mean, maybe they do. I don't. I, I no, know. they're gone. They're gone. I just think that, like, that's the thing. It's how long does things outgrow people? Like, right. how, like for Dasar, we stopped making products. We now make merch. I mean, I think everyone makes merch, obviously, but it. I there was a period when I didn't know what I wanted to do with the brand anymore. And we stopped making collections, but people loved it. And the things was like the hats that I made, like it, it was incredible to see that. Like it made me collaborate with like a lot of other brands too. And like even outside of streetwear. And I thought it was going to be like, that's it. Like shows the curtains, Close like it's it's done, but then I kept it in my back pocket to like also 
do more with it. And now it's an eight, it's like a, it's a design studio, but at the same time, now we have like the podcast, which has nothing to do with streetwear at all. So it's just like, I think about it a lot where it's like all these like young kids that start brands go off, like do start a brand. Like that's amazing. Cause like, even though there's a lot of brands out there and we can't be like old heads and being like, yo, there's no brand stop. No, it's like create these brands because in the end of it, like you'll learn about business and like how right. to operate a business. And like, they won't teach you that in school. So like, yeah, you'll learn how to do your taxes and like <laughs> learn how to do like all these other things about like trademarking or starting an LLC all because right. you just started like a silly brand. And yeah, then, and then like, maybe you'll be on. like, oh, let me buy a camera to take like product shots, and maybe you find out you're a great photographer. You know what I mean? Or like, right. oh, I need I'm gonna I need to start at learning how to edit videos to make video content. And then you do that long enough and you're like, well, I'm really good at editing video. Right. Or I'm really, you know, like, oh, I need to put together an event for my brand. Like, oh, I'm pretty good at doing events or like curating shit. So yeah, I think absolutely like any foot like any kind of foot in the door in the creative industry. Or just like using your own creativity can just like, you know, you can harvest so much from that, you know, and like even in unintentional ways that you didn't plan. Like, it's just you're planting a seed and like something will grow from it. You don't know what exactly, you know, maybe it's just the brand itself or maybe it's, yeah, the other pathways that you can kind of shoot out from. Exactly. And um, also, like you were saying, like, I, you know, I've kind of even in my own with decades, just like you know, there's been times where I'm like, I don't know what I want to do with this brand where it's like, because there has been like a change, like, you know, like if you started collecting our shit from the beginning, it's like, we were decades hats. Like we were hats. I was, you know, and when we first started, we're like, well, we're only ever going to do hats. We're not doing t-shirts, we're not doing this. And then it kind of just, it just evolved on its own where I guess for me personally with the hat thing, it was just like, all right, I've made like so many hats, you know, different fabrics and blah, blah, blah. And it was just like, I could obviously keep doing it. There's no shortage of new material or new color combinations or whatever. But it just, you know, as like an artist, I guess it was just like, okay, like I need to do other, like I need to work on other garments, you know? And then right, one of the first kind of steps outside of that, we did that like GI Joe collab. And so like, good. I designed all the windbreakers and shit. And you know what I mean? Like, stepped into like the cut and sew world through that which was which was a great experience but also just like pretty kind of like when you're operating like cut and sew small it's you know i was going to like new york with like trash bags full of fabric like i don't know how much this shit weighs 100 pounds like getting on the chinatown bus with a big bag of fabric like getting off and walking like to where like somewhere in manhattan to go to like this place to sew the shit but i'm like right. literally carrying around like you know trash bags of fabric and i was like this is cool but this kind of sucks like just, yeah, i mean dude, know, that's, like, that's the how to make it in america mentality i mean everyone yeah yeah that shit but like even through that it was like okay yeah this is cool like windbreakers and then you know just moving into other stuff and then even moving into like t-shirts was something that like initially we were always like we're never going to do tees but it's just like that's such a fucking I don't know. Like, that's got to be like, probably like the number one garment in a way, like a t shirt. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of hard to be a brand and not make a t shirt. It's like, right. the fuck. And then, 
but for that it, it got you know it did get murky where i'm like okay i because i saw once the switch from like hats to kind of like not being so hat centric a lot of the earlier people were kind of like what's going on like is there a new owner like are you did you guys like and it's yeah. just like nah it's just like as a person and as someone that's a creator like you know you, you just you kind of get bored like i'm I can't just yeah. like i'm just getting bored just making hats right you know and then so for a while i was like do i need to change the brand name do i need to make it like a different brand and i wrestled with that and then i had like build a friend which was like my kind of side project right which was like a you know like a very like kind of cyber yeah <laughs> like a very like you know like future like cyberpunk kind of influence thing and i was trying to do both but what i started noticing was like the the kind of like that style from builder friend which was more like a lot of like brutalism and stuff mm. was kind of starting to bleed over right so it's like the designs were kind of getting murky where it wasn't like the decades would never bleed the other way but like builder friend was bleeding in the decades and then like so there was there's this like weird year period where like i feel like the decade stuff was like kind of getting shaped by that and then you know i kind of had to make like a another like a, just a mental separation more right and that's kind of where i've been kind of now with decades like i feel like i'm kind of back on a track where it's not the same as it was with the hats you know but like it still has that like nostalgic you know for better or for worse like uh sort of energy around it you know because right. sometimes like i like nostalgia but sometimes i don't you know sometimes i'm like nostalgia is just kind of like if nostalgia is just a rehash you know sometimes it's it could be a little boring um but at the same time it's just i don't know it's it's tough to say like i try not to i don't like to be like oh decades is just about nostalgia but like no. you know um no. no it's not it's not about nostalgia but like at the same time it's definitely a time capsule that we can look back on for sure yeah for more many more hats to come but hats yeah. off to you and everything that you do for some Desire Wear Many Hat Solutions, I'm surprised that we haven't done a collaboration in the 10 yeah, years. Yeah, we definitely got to do some. I mean, sure. with the Wear Many Hats, like, yeah, clearly we're hats. here. Like, yeah. obviously, a hat is some type of capsule, honestly. Yeah, I would we, love to do that. Like, I get the thing I, I was going to say, fucking <laughs> my manufacturing. Now I've got to like dig back in the books for like my old manufacturers too, because I've had some issues just with. I don't know if we were using. I think we were probably talking about the same one that we were both using for a while. And like, I actually reached out to them recently, like semi recently, maybe a year or two, about like redoing the Apollo hats, and they're just like, nah, like <laughs> they're too complicated. We're not doing them. Like, if you want to do something that's kind of like more simplified we can do it but they were like basically straight up refused like that's insane to kind of do any of the old like any style of the hats where i used to do like in that you know earlier five panel like stay with so like a iconic. lot of prints or something they were just and like the piping uh, and the yeah like, they're just like, we won't do that so i'm kind of like damn all right you know <laughs> well we got to bring it back yeah and for and, sure and make make something happen even like bucket hats like yeah I just, I it's it's so funny when I got into the bucket hat game in Philly, it died down, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like schoolboy Q's rocking bucket hats, and then he just stopped wearing it, and then it was just like, it was like a dead zone, and then suddenly, 
fucking bucket hats came up again. And I was like, yeah. wow, I wish I held on to all those. Yeah, and it's interesting too, like, because even with that, like, the bucket hat obviously, like, is an lasting, like, iconic style that kind of mm-hmm. like, it kind of goes in and out though. It's like bucket hats are, you know, trendy or popular or whatever. And then like they die down and they come back. Insane. But it's kind of interesting to see what brings them back. Right. Like what you're saying, exactly. like Schoolboy Q, like kind of like that was a wave at that time where like he kind of like, you know, influenced people to start wearing them again. Right. And then now when you look at it, I feel like the influence almost comes from like, you know, like the UK house scene and stuff right. like the, or like nostalgia for like old rave kind of shit. Right. So it's like, it's funny how it's like, it's the same garment, but like what it's like on one hand, it was like, you know, came up through like a, you know, the the it's, the resurgence was based on this rapper wearing it. Now the resurgence is based after a people like kind of read they're like the younger generation, like getting into rave culture. You know? Exactly. Exactly. If you were to get a chest tattoo quote, what would it be? It would be either Bob Barker's famous. Don't forget to spay and neuter your pets. Or from Terminator last night, there was a line uh, that some like side supporting character said. She said, it doesn't matter because in 100 years, no one will remember anyway. Oh, and I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your socials. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find The Decades Hat Co. on Instagram at The Decades 19XX. Also, very infrequently, I'm on Twitter under the same handle. Uh, my personals, if you want to look at my like hand-drawn stuff or just see what I'm up to, is uh, at Nayo. So that's N-A-H, two underscores Y-O. And yeah, that's pretty much all my socials. I don't really uh, mess, you know, Facebook is, is for old people. Um, <laughs> so really, they're the only two I use right now. Perfect. Dude, thank you, Pugs, for coming thank on Wear Many Hats. It was great to have you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. So sick. Make sure you hit me up next time you're in Philly too, man. So. Dude, always. I'll be in Philly very soon, actually. Till next time, this is Wear Many Hats presented by Jassar and I'm Rashad. Peace. Peace. Peace.